perfect mess is my perfect mess. everybody welcome to the perfect mess podcast this is your host ray molina and this is episode 34 well hopefully you guys are doing okay today um i want to jump on and kind of give you a little rundown uh of a couple of things that happened to me recently that i felt like i needed to share with you especially because the last episode i spoke about uh the four agreements in that book that i read um and if you still haven't checked it out i highly recommend that you do that so um a couple of things happened that I, that really sent me back to that book where I'm like, man, I just spoke about this and here I am. You know what I mean? So every now and then we catch ourselves doing things that, you know, we know that we shouldn't be doing. And then all of a sudden we catch it and we're like, man, I just, I just told myself not to do this. Or I just shared this with somebody. Why am I doing this? It happens. We're human, right? Um, and then I want to get off. Once I'm done talking about that, I want to talk a little bit about... Um, about being a leader um, and about being a leader during time of self-doubt, during a time of maybe that you're not in the best uh, chapter of your life. You know, maybe you're going through a whole bunch of stuff and your life is an absolute uh, disarray, but you're being called to lead and, um, and uh, it's not necessarily the most ideal time, but you do it. All right. Uh, so that's what this this uh, episode is going to be about. It's called Leaders Lead. All right. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But let me let me jump off into what I was telling you. Oh, before I get started, um, I want to make sure that you are following me on Instagram. Make sure to follow It's Ray Molina on Instagram. Uh, the podcast is at The Perfect Mess Pod. We're on Instagram there. We are also on Facebook um, at The Perfect Mess Podcast and YouTube as well. You can subscribe. Uh, and then if, I don't know where you're listening, but maybe Apple, Stitcher, Anchor, Google, uh, Spotify. We're on pretty much every platform that offers podcast listening. So uh, wherever you're at, leave a review, comment, share, please. I really appreciate it. Um, and my website is raymolina.com. Uh, I am wearing a, a Beast or Famine uh, camo hat. So if you like that, this is probably my most popular piece of merchandise that people buy so if you're on youtube let me put it in the light um yeah if you're on youtube this is the camo beast or famine hat uh, and i sell out of these every time i get them so again raymolina.com if you want to check out my website book reviews uh you want to read about what i've been up to with my kids coaching mentoring um and just kind of maybe check through check through the store, see if there's anything you like. Please check it out. Again, RayMolina.com, Instagram, it's RayMolina, and the Perfect Mess Pod. So, here we go. A quick recap of what I was telling you about. I had an incident happen where I jumped into assumption right away. Uh... I had some scheduling issues because you guys know I coach baseball, but I had some scheduling issues um, that I needed to make some changes to and I needed to have someone cover for me. And um, I was asked to do something and it, to be honest with you, uh, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It upset me. It, it, to be honest, it pissed me off uh, because I do a lot. I do a lot for uh, the league that I'm involved with. And, um, I just felt like, all right, there's gotta be a better way than this. You know what I mean? Um, but here it goes. So I am going to be unavailable for, uh, two of the days where we are asked as head coaches to go to the, to the division beneath us. And we go and, uh, umpire games, which is totally fine. But there are two days on my schedule that I can't actually go down and, and umpire these games. So I reached out to one of the, the board members on you know, for the league and I was said I was told, uh, OK, if you can't, um, the umpires cost forty five dollars a game. So uh, here, let me give you a few numbers and you can pay them and they'll do it. And immediately 
I felt myself get irritated because my attitude was, what do you mean I got to pay out of my own pocket to pay these umpires to, to umpire a game? Like, are you kidding me with all the stuff that I do with this league, the stuff that I, that I do that I don't, you know, ask for anything in return. Now you're telling me I need to pay for this. Like, this is kind of crazy. Um, so I was kind of irritated. I didn't voice it. Um, and thank, and rightfully so. I, I, I was joking, telling someone this story and I said, man, I'm, uh, after what happened, I'm so glad my fat Puerto Rican mouth didn't get me in trouble because I would have put my foot in my mouth, um, with where this story went. So I left it alone. Didn't reply to the message. I was upset. I'm like, yo, you guys in my head, I was like, you guys should really cover this. This is ridiculous, but whatever. Um, I kept my mouth shut and I went on about my business. We had a game and, uh, we played our game and we had a couple of umpires there. All right. An older gentleman and a younger, like a high school kid. And when the game was over, um, by the way, we got our first win. Yes, yes, you can clap if you're listening. We finally got our first win. Um, but by the end of the game, uh, the lead of the head umpire, uh, the older gentleman, came up to me and was like, you know, telling me we had a really good team. We were, were really good on fundamentals and very sound and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, thank you very much. And I'm like, by the way, I need to get umpire coverage for a couple of games coming up this month. So, uh I was told that you're the guy to talk to. And he's like, yeah. He goes, honestly, man. And this is where my story takes a turn. Honestly, uh, it's me and him. And I go, oh, the young kid. He goes, yeah, that's my son. He goes, uh, I come out here really just for him. He goes, uh, I'm teaching him the game. And not only that, uh, we take any money that he makes uh, umpiring these little league games because he goes everywhere and I help him. Um, otherwise I would be home. He goes, but I help him. We take that money and we use it for his college fund to pay for all his cost for his college, for his books and whatnot. So he goes, do me a favor. If you want to text my son, um, see if he, if he can do it, if he's free those days. And if he, and if he's free, I'll come out and join him. You don't have to pay me, just pay him. He goes, and we use that for his college money. You see where I'm going with this? If you're listening, you probably know that this immediately tugged at my heart because you guys know I mentor kids, I coach, I do all these things. And um, man, I felt, first of all, I was glad that I didn't fire off on the person who sent me that text. I was glad I didn't open my mouth and say some stuff that I didn't really mean or that I shouldn't have said. And second of all, um, when he said that immediately, it tugged at my heart. And instead, I went from being upset that I had to pay to being glad to pay, being proud to pay. Why? Because this is a father who is helping his kid uh, learn to become an umpire. And not only that, he's helping him earn money so he can use it towards his college. I couldn't be more happier to pay than I am now. And... That led me back to the four agreements, you know, and in that book, it talks about assuming, you know, and taking things personal and whatnot. And I did that. And that was my fault. Um, But what I'm trying to why I want why I wanted to share this with you guys is because we do have a tendency to fall back into bad habits and the things that we know we shouldn't be doing. Like I told you, I just shared that book with you last week or a couple of podcasts ago Uh, and here I am doing, you know, doing it myself. It happens. But as you continue to try and stay on this path and get better, you start to catch yourself. And this is a moment where I caught myself and I'm very happy that I did because now, um, I know why, uh, we are paying. And now that I can see that this money is going to someone who's actually using it for something like education, It makes me feel good and proud to pay. So there was that incident. Um, Another thing, I, uh, excuse me, over the weekend, I went to, uh, after our game, uh, I went over to a taco stand, a taco truck uh, in downtown San Jose where I live. And 
if you've ever been here, we have probably the most amazing taco trucks in the Bay Area. Some will say that Oakland probably is right up there with us, but I have been to Oakland taco trucks and I will tell you, I think San Jose has got them beat and I love Oakland. I love the people of Oakland. So shout out to you if you're from Oakland. Um, but yeah, I would put our best taco truck truck up against their best taco truck. And I, I think we would win that one. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but anyways, I went to a taco truck and, uh, I went to order. Now I didn't think twice and I should have, but I didn't think twice because this taco truck was a newer one. It was had all the fixings, it had the awning coming out, it had the chairs. I mean, this thing was super dope. I just assumed that they, that they took credit cards or debit cards. They did not. So when I placed my order, the lady said, "Oh, we don't we only do cash." And I go <laughs> I looked and I'm like, "Are you serious? You guys don't have a swiper. You don't do Apple Pay nothing." She's like, "Only cash." And again, I was going to say we're in 2021. You got to be kidding me. There's so many ways for you guys to accept credit cards or, or debit cards. You got to make this more easy. You're losing money. But instead of saying that, I bit my tongue because I'm getting really good at that. I said, okay. And I walked away. But as I'm walking away, this young cat looks at me. He goes, did you need cash? And I looked at him and I go, yeah, it's cool. And he goes, he goes, I got, I got cash on me. How much is your order? And I said, like 13 bucks. He's like, uh, I got 20. And I looked at him. I go, are you serious? I go, do you have Venmo? He's like, yeah, I got Venmo. And I go, bro, if you slide me the 20, I'll, I'll Venmo you the 20 right now. So he he pulls up his uh, his scan code. I scan it and I send him over the $20. And um, that was that. The guy was like, yeah, man. He goes, I've had it happen to me before. It sucks. He goes, um. He goes, and it, you know, have to go run to a bank and get cash and come back. By the time you go to the bank, you just want to go home. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was going to do. But it's kind of crazy. And this leads me into what I'm talking about is genuine people, that there are still genuine people out there. There are still genuinely people who care, people who um, are willing to step out of their comfort zone and help somebody. To, they're willing to, to, to talk and to a stranger, to help a stranger and not think about themselves. And it doesn't happen a whole lot these days because people are in their own worlds. They usually have their face buried in their phones. Um, but there are still people like that. And that made me happy. And I told that guy, I really appreciate him. Uh, and he was like, no, no doubt, man. Um, and that was cool. Um, that happened the same day that the thing with the empire happened. And so that these were two lessons that, um, I really needed that day and I was glad I got them. And I just, I wanted to share those with you, uh, because I think we need to hear more stories like that. We need to hear instances where, um, we're reassured that everything isn't all bad. And when we get asked to do something that we're not happy with, it doesn't always end up bad. Sometimes there's a reason why, and that's what happened. Uh, touching on genuine people, uh, people are taken back by people who are genuine these days. It's almost like they're unbelievable. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, I've had plenty of instances recently where I've told somebody, I'm pretty direct. If you've met me, I'm very direct. Uh, I'm very in tune with with my emotions. I'm very in tune with my opinions. I'm very in tune with how the words that I that I share with people can affect them, whether it be good, bad, or or indifferent. I am very in tune with all those things. Um, but. When I tell people something like I care about them or when I tell somebody that I love them or when I text somebody, hey, how are you doing? How are you? How's your family doing? I want to check in on you. Or when I see someone in person, I give them a hug and I say, man, it's really good to see you. Um, How are you? You okay, Man, I miss you. You know, so many people nowadays are taken back by that because it doesn't happen so much these days to where they don't believe it, especially the, the, the words, I love you. 
uh, I think, you know, those words are always thrown around, but I think more so now when you hear them now, uh, people are so jaded with, with that, with, with that, uh, with those words because they're just not sure. Like, is that something you just saying or do you really mean that? You know, and they don't always come out and say that, but in their head, most people are like, ah, you know, I think he's just, I love you, you know, um, or I miss you or how you feel. It's kind of just, oh, that's just, you know, what do they call it? Um, pass, passerby conversation. Hey, how are you, man? I miss you. Tell your wife. I said, hi. Hey. And for me, that's not what it is. I'm a very genuine person. So when I tell somebody it's good to see you or how are you, I'm not making small talk. I don't want to, oh, dang, now they're really going to tell me how they are. Now I got to sit here and listen to it. No, I, I genu- when I say that, I genuinely want to know how you are. I would love for you to tell me how your family is, how you're doing, if you're struggling, if you're going through some. I would love to hear that. So I think nowadays a lot of people are... They're taking it back by that. They're not sure. Like, do you really want to know how I am or are you just making small talk? Do you really love me or are you just saying that? Do you really care about the things that I'm going through or are you just saying that to kind of kill the dead time, the dead air between us? Um, And for me personally, I don't know how it is for everybody else. For me personally, I'm not killing dead air when I'm saying that. I genuinely love conversation. I genuinely love talking to people to see how they're doing. So when I ask somebody that or when I tell somebody I care about them or I love them or how are you, you know, I've missed you or whatever it is, I genuinely mean it. Mean that. I genuinely mean that. Um, and there's a few things that you can tell when you talk to me. If you've met me in person, I'm very big on making eye contact. And especially when I know that I'm saying something that can be taken where is this small talk or is this real? Uh, I always make eye contact because I want whoever I'm talking to, to know that I'm being very sincere. This is nothing uh, that I'm just kind of, you know, fly by the seat of my pants, whatever type stuff. Um, but that's what I mean with genuine people. Genuine people, uh, there's still genuine people out there, but a lot of people are just taken back when they come across them. It's almost like, are you for real? And yeah, there is genuine people out there. And I think we need to see more of it so it becomes a more common thing especially with all the stuff that happened this last year man um i don't know about you but i checked in with a lot of people during the last year during the the pandemic and i know we're slowly starting to you know come out of this thing but last year i was very big on you know checking in on people texting calling facetiming um you know meeting up when we could meet up uh, i was very big on that so uh I don't, I just feel like we need more of that, especially with the year that we had last year. So, uh, that's the quick little recap I wanted to share with you with regards to a couple of things that had happened with me. Um, I want to jump off into this topic. Um, give me one second. Let me get some water. You know, I used to think. I'm going to, wow, I used to think I'm going to, um, I'm going to keep, I'm going to edit this podcast. I'm going to make it real clean. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to edit the video. I'm going to, um, good Lord. I just spilled all kinds of water all over my bed. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I used to think, oh, I'm going to edit the audio so they don't hear anything. I'm going to edit the video. And honestly, man, I'm going to keep this thing as real as possible. You know, you're going to hear me drinking water or sipping coffee when I sip coffee. And, you know, uh, my kid is, uh, my youngest is in the next room. He's homeschooling. He's about to go on lunch. Well, he's probably on lunch now. And uh, I made him his, his lunch before I got in here. And I said, if you need to come in, come on in. But here's your lunch. You're ready to go. I'm going to knock out this podcast and uh, and and do that kind of kill two birds with one stone. <clears throat> so if you hear all these things going on and me doing what and talking about my bed because my bed is right next to me, I'm just keeping it raw with you guys, man. Um, <clears throat> so I used to think, how can I help anyone when I haven't figured out my own life, when I haven't figured out my own mess, right? 
how can I how can I be of help? Like who would who would want to hear me? Who would want to talk to me when I'm when I'm in this dark place when I can't even figure out how I'm going to get myself through this current storm. All right. Um, I have issues I can't even solve myself. Like what good am I? That was my train of thought. All right. I continue to struggle. I, uh, what good am I? You know, what can I possibly be of help to anyone with all the stuff I'm going through? I can't seem to figure it all out. And thinking back, you know, especially after a divorce, after going, you know, I went broke, dead broke twice. I still haven't talked to you guys about that on this podcast. I went dead broke, zero dollars in all my bank accounts. All right. I went dead broke twice. Um, losing everything, shit, you know, excuse my language, but growing up the way I did, I think of all these things. Why would anybody want to hear me talk? Why would anybody take advice from me? Why would anybody want me to lead them? Why? Why, why, why? And I got the answer. And I want to share that with you guys. Um, Because that's where the story is. Nobody wants to hear from somebody who has a perfect life. At least most people don't. Most people want to hear from people who have done some things, gone through some things, maybe fell and failed hundreds of times, and then somehow put it all together and got it working and figured out their life. Nobody wants advice from somebody who's never been through anything. People who are going through through divorce, they don't want to hear from anybody who's never gone through it. Because you don't know what they've gone through. People who've lost a loved one, who've lost a child, they don't want to hear about it. Oh, I understand. No, you don't. They don't want to hear from it. They don't want to hear from someone about drug addiction when the person talking to them has never had an issue with drugs. They never want to hear from somebody when uh, about alcoholism or struggling with being an alcoholic when this person telling them has never struggled with addiction. All right. People don't want to hear from people who have perfect lives. They don't. That is my message. We wait so long to say I gotta figure out my own life before I can help anybody how can I be of help how can I be of assistance and help anybody when I can't even figure out my own life I'm no good right now you are wrong that is when you're the most useful and not to get off into to God and whatnot but I'm gonna get off into God for a little bit Those are the times and those are the people that God looks for because you are the ones who've went through the storms. You are the ones who kept your faith through the toughest times that most people who don't believe would fail, would crumble, would fall apart and not know how to pick themselves back up. God has a use for you. In fact, he seeks people like that. He seeks people who've gone through stuff. And then he takes you and he tells you, you don't know how to use your story. You don't know how to use your struggles. I do. Let me show you. Now, if you're not a believer, let me put it in terms like this. I had a few things happen recently that left me a bit speechless, okay? I had a parent tell me that their son says, I'm the best coach he's ever had and that he really misses me because he's not on my team anymore. I had another parent tell me that my role in their son's life was a blessing and they thank God for it every day. And yesterday, one referred to me as an inspiration to their son and a mentor. 
And when I hear these things or when I get these messages, I sit back and I think, how? Why? But I understand that it's the process of not dwelling in your failures and using your life's uh, lessons to help. Not waiting to be fully healed. There is no perfect time. And those who've weathered the biggest storms have, have the opportunity to flip it and become the biggest blessings to those in need. I've learned to take my pain, my loss, uh, my struggles and, and share it to show that God can take someone like myself and still use me even when I'm still broken, even when I'm still trying to put all the pieces of my puzzle together. He can still use me. I don't have to wait until I have my life completely figured out because I got a message for you, man. Newsflash. We're probably never going to have it all figured out. Ever. I'm 47 now. This year. 47. And uh, if you would have asked me as a kid, I would have told you, I'll, I'll have it all figured out by then. And I don't. And I've come to terms with, I'm probably never going to have it all figured out. But that doesn't mean that I can't be of service. That doesn't mean that I can't help people. I can. And I will. And I do. I recall sharing my life without my father uh, to a kid I had mentored who struggled with the same thing. Scratch that. Two kids. Two kids I mentored that struggled with this. I remember sitting them down. They were both fifth graders and they were sent to me uh, because they were at risk. Imagine that, being a fifth grade and already being considered at risk. And I remember them telling me that, you know, their dad was not around. One of them had a stepfather that was around. Uh, that he got really close to, and then his mom and his stepmom broke up. Uh, his mom and his step uh, stepfather broke up, and the stepfather was no longer around, and it really affected him. Um, and I remember sharing with them my story of my father and my and my relationship, and how rocky it was, uh, and how difficult it is today. And I just remember tearing up with being as honest as I could with these kids. But not just giving them a sad story, but giving them the light at the tunnel. Because these kids looked up to me because one of them knew that I coached and the other one knew that I did music. And he was really, he's like, I saw you on YouTube and blah, 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 blah. And he looked up to me. But what, what I did by telling them that story was, you can come out of something like that. You don't have to go down the wrong path and just become a troubled kid. You don't have to. You can make the choice to take your situation and flip it into a positive, which is what I did. You know, I got to tell you, um, when I coach, I let the kids know when they make a mistake, but I also coach them up. And more importantly, I get them back on the horse again. And probably better than that, I give the kids ownership. You'd be surprised the way kids reply, uh, respond to you giving them ownership of a situation. You would really be surprised. Uh, they take pride in that and they feel important. Uh, so when it comes to baseball, 
I may be the coach, but if you ask any one of the kids that I coach and you ask them what whose team that is, and they will say it's theirs. Because I tell the kids, I'm just here to coach you and teach you the game of baseball. But this is your team. You guys are the ones that go on the field and have to make the plays. I can't do any of that. So this isn't my team. This is your team. And there's something about that that's magic. It works. Kids appreciate honesty. They do. They appreciate when you're direct with them early because they need it. They may not understand it at first, but trust me, when you are direct with a kid, he knows that there is no BS going on around. You're direct. If if, if they're struggling at something and you're direct with them, you, you let them know, boom, this is what we got to work on. They respect it. It has to start early. Because if it starts too late, then, you know, the earmuffs go on. They don't want to hear anything. They're not used to it. I make sure that when I'm coaching or mentoring, I'm very direct about everything. Remember, this goes back to me talking about being a genuine person. I am genuine across the board. I tell these kids how it is. Sometimes they don't like to hear what I have to tell them. Other times they appreciate it and work on getting better. Every time the parents appreciate it. The parents will either text me, will call me, will um, whatever it is, and let me know that they appreciate the lessons that I share with their kids. These are all lessons that I share with my kids. I have basically taken the lessons and things that I've in. Uh, engraved into my kids so to say their blanket this is what I've done for them and it's working I do the same thing when I mentor when I coach or anything like that I'm not here to say I have all the answers I'm not here to say I'm the best parent because I do fall short on days there are days where I'm like God give me the strength help me to get help me to get through this because I'm struggling right now. But what I am here to do is to share share these things with you. So if you struggle with these things, uh, or maybe you're at a point in your life where you're like, there's nothing that I have to offer to somebody. My life isn't in the best place. That's not true. That is the most opportune time to do it. Because you have lessons, you have experience. And that is the best time to jump into it. I take the same approach with my peers. Like I'm direct. I don't sugarcoat anything. Why? Because my life is raw. And it's very flawed. And yes, I said very flawed. I bet you thought I was going to say something like, oh, my life is good. I got it all figured out, blah, 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 blah. But no, my life is very flawed. And I don't ever want anybody to listen to this podcast and think that I'm on some pedestal and talking down or I'm I'm saying, hey, my views on everything are this and and I'm just speaking from a um, uh, from a place of power or a supreme knowledge because that's not true. Uh, my life is very flawed. I make mistakes every day um, and I'm sure um, there are some people who think, you know, when I share things on Instagram or when I podcast that, you know, maybe there are some people that sit back and say, ah, oh, this guy thinks he knows everything. I don't know everything. And honestly, I fail every day. Um, but I'm open about it. I don't hide it. I think a lot of people try to hide their failures when they fail at something or when they're going through um, a hard time or life isn't where it should be. They hide it. I don't hide anything. That's a big difference between me and those people. When I'm failing, I'm open about it. When I'm not in the best of moods, when I'm struggling with something, I'm open about it because that's my process. That's how I get past those things. Um, But going back to my peers, people of my age, my, uh, 
you know, my age bracket and whatnot. I'm very, I'm very open and direct and people don't always want to, people don't always want to, um, to hear me. That's why when people call me about certain things, um, I always tell them, I'm like, uh, I'm like, are you sure you want to hear from me? (laughs) Because I'm going to speak candidly. I'm going to speak openly. Um, I'm very passionate about things. Uh, and if you ask me something, I'm going to be, I'm going to be blunt about it. Um, that's how I am. Uh, some people take that as, oh, you need to be more sympathetic. Uh, It's not, it's not that I'm not sympathetic, but I know from the things that I've gone through in my life, sympathy only gets you so far. But being real with yourself and having people who are real with you gets you further. It does. A lot of people don't want to hear from people like that. They don't. Because they get pissed off. They don't want to hear about the stuff that they are doing in their own lives that's making their own lives hard. I know. Let me raise my hand. I was there. Trust me. I didn't want people telling me anything that I already knew because I couldn't get it right. I was in my own way. But that's where I am. I am the same way when I mentor and coach and do all these things with these kids. I'm the same way with my peers. There are people who are probably listening right now who are shaking their head like, yeah, Ray has told me some real, real shit. He's told me some real shit. I didn't really want to hear it. As a matter of fact, I left and was like, F Ray. But one thing they will always tell you is he's up front, man. Like he's going to tell you the way it is. I've lost friendships over it. Um, I've had people stop calling me. I've had people stop texting me. I've had people stop coming around. I've had people come around and you can tell that the air is different. (laughs) But if you talk to me about something in depth, some real life shit, I'm going to give you a real life approach and a real life answer. And it may not always be the one you like. Um, but rest assured, if you are someone I care about, um, that's what it's going to be. If I didn't give a damn about you, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't tell you, uh, the real deal. I just wouldn't. Um, I'm passionate about the things that I love and I'm very passionate about the things that I don't like. I'm very, very in tune with my emotions, man. Uh, Most of you who have been on this podcast tuned in from episode one to now, you know I'm very in tune with my emotions. Things that I, things that break my heart, things that make me happy, things that piss me off, and things that I love. Um, That's why when I use that saying, when I use those words, I love you, I mean it. Those words carry a lot of weight. I know for a lot of people these days, they don't. People just throw it around. I'm not one of them. If you are a friend of mine and I say, I love you, I genuinely mean I love you. I want to make sure you're okay. If you are someone I am in a relationship with, if you are someone that I'm sharing my most precious thing being my time and I tell you I love you I mean it there's no reason for us to go back and forth on on are you sure how how could you if I say that to you I mean it this goes back to being genuine again everything that I'm talking to you about Is about being genuine. Okay. On down to. Being a leader with the things that I do. Okay. So let me tie this all together. There are a lot of times when we feel like. We can't be used. Like we can't be a leader. We can't do certain things. Again because our lives are not perfect. Our lives are a mess. If that is you right now. 
you are actually the right person. You're at the right time in your life when you should be open to opportunities to helping somebody. I can tell you when I was going through the worst time of my life, uh, I was asked to, to help teach Sunday school at my church. And I thought, now why would I do that? I'm sitting in the front pew at church, bawling my eyes out every Sunday because I'm struggling with demons and things that I'm going through. Why would I do that? I shut my mouth and I did it. And when I started teaching those kids, I realized why the kids reacted to me. And I had a blast teaching them. And to be honest, they were teaching me as well. Because a lot of those kids knew a lot more about the Bible than I did. When I was going through the worst time of my life, I was also asked if I could help with an after-school program called Kids Club at a public school. And again, I thought, why? My life's a mess. Why do I need to be at this school doing whatever, helping these kids? This Why? I shut my mouth and I showed up. Next thing you know, I have the most well-behaved group of kids in my group in that whole program. I got the fifth graders. These, these are the kids who are got their own opinions, are going into middle school and they have little attitudes. But for some reason, with me being there, there was a reaction. And obviously a couple of the kids that, that were in this, in my group, know that I coach. They remember me from coaching football and baseball and there was a mutual respect there. There were days that I would grab the microphone and I would actually speak. <clears throat> and then I realized this is why. I'm working through my storm. I'm being a leader when I'm called to lead. During the pandemic, I was asked to, if I would come out and help with the food pantry. And, uh, you know, this is during the time when a lot of people were afraid to go outside because of what was going on. And I said, you got it. And I went out there. I wasn't afraid. Got to be a leader. My community needs help. People are afraid to go to grocery stores. Let's go out there and do it. And there were hundreds of cars that were coming out. And I went out there and did it anyway. Some people are super dramatic. They're like, man, you put your life on the line. I didn't look at it that way because I don't move that way. I don't move in fear. But there are some people who are like, man, the first few months of this pandemic, people were risking their lives to be out there. If you want to go that route, fine. If, if you feel like me being out there, I was risking my life, so be it. I just felt like if this was a calling and I needed to be there to do it. When I was asked to mentor these kids at my son's elementary school, I was knee deep in a divorce. I was heartbroken. I was not sure where my life was going to be in the next couple of years. Shoot, let me not even the next couple of years. I'm talking next couple of months. But these kids needed help. And I took what I was going through and I used it to give, you know, and I and to used it to help me coach these kids through their problems. Because you know what? These kids are already basically saying, I don't have anybody. I need help. And here I am. Well, my problems are bigger than that. I, I don't want to help. Nah. My problems are big, but I'm an adult. I can figure them out. This fifth grader is trying to figure out life. And he's 11 years old and he's confused. He's 10 years old. He's confused. He needs help. I need to be there. So I took my struggles, used them, put some of them aside, but I used part of them to help get through to these kids. The same thing with coaching. I do the same thing. 
the first year I just told somebody this. The first year that I coached baseball was five days after I was told I was being I was going gonna get a divorce. Five days was our first practice, and that was the very first year I was coaching baseball. I was in the hospital and I wasn't doing very well. But there was a reason I was called to lead during that time. I didn't know what it was during that time at all. As a matter of fact, I wanted to quit. And the only reason why I didn't quit was because my son was on the team. But I know now, you know, four years later, why I was called to coach that year. And why I was asked to push through my own shit. To help these kids. Me doing all these things. Helped me work through. My mess. It helped me work through my problems. And it helped me get better. Leaders lead. Period. They don't make excuses. They don't complain. They don't say, yeah, I'm interested, but let me figure this out first. They just lead. That's what leaders do. Leaders don't bitch and moan and cry and do all these things. They don't. They strap up their shoes. And they get ready for the lesson and they go. That's it. Yeah, I got these things going on over here and I got this going on over here. But you know what? I committed to being a leader. Someone needs me. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'll get to my mess later. That's what leaders do. They lead by example. Well, Ray, what's my example? What's my example? Your example is your mess. Your example is all the things that you're going through. That's your example. I I told you guys a story of my dad being who he is and whatever. I had the best example of fatherhood growing up. And you're probably laughing. You're like, how? Your, Your dad was terrible as a father. I heard your podcast. I heard episode one. Exactly. Why? Because he was so bad at it that I knew in order for me to be as good as I am today, I got to do the opposite of what he did. Don't do that. Do this over here. Do the polar opposite of that. I got the best example. Life is never going to be perfect. And I, some of you guys, it's, listen, some of you guys think that money's going to fix everything. I know money's been a big topic of my life over the last month or so because of all this investing and crypto and all this stuff. And, you know, a lot of us are talking about, you know, hey, if one of these things breaks, what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. Let me, let me make it very clear. Problems aren't going to, going to go away. Life doesn't get perfect just because you have money. It doesn't. So sitting back and waiting for your life to be perfect before you can help somebody, before you can be of service, before you can answer the phone for somebody who needs you, whether it be your kids, your significant other, a family member, a friend, or somebody that you don't know who just needs help, it's not going to be perfect. But if you're a leader, if you really are a leader and you're called to lead, You just lead. And you know what happens? Something great happens. By the time you look back after you're done helping whoever it is that you just helped. Wow. You're in a great place. And what's so great about it? Is you've worked yourself through all your bull. Your BS. And in the process, you've helped somebody. You were a leader. 
And the funny thing is, you led your way yourself through your mess. And you came out on top. You understand? Got it. Leaders lead. Leaders lead. That's how my podcast started. I shared all the demons, all the struggles, all everything that I've been through. And this podcast has helped lead me through my storm. And you know what it's doing right now? It's helping other people. And the reason why I know that is because when I run into people, when people message me, DM me, or when I run into people in public, that's what they're telling me. I'm never going to be ready to be a leader. Like, I'm just not going to be ready to be a public speaker. There's no perfect time for that. Okay? Because I'm always going to be going through shit. My life's always going to have shit going on. But that's the beauty. It just adds more pages to your book. So when you go and do these things to help people, you have pages of your life that you can reference. You're like, yeah, I've been through that. Let me help you. Do you understand? That's what this is all about. So take the things that you've gone through, take the struggles, take all the pain, everything, your storms, take it all and use it. It's not a weakness. It's a strength. Take that and run with it and help somebody. Because believe it or not, there are still people out there that think, man, I got to be the only one going through this. And I got news for you. You are not. All right. That's all I have for today. This has been episode 34 of the Perfect Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Molina. I want to tell you guys I love you. I want to tell you to have a blessed day, blessed night, wherever you're at. I got to get up out of here. I got to go get one of my kids from school. He went to school today. Thank God. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm we're, we're done here, man. Leaders lead. Uh, you can catch me on my website at raymolina.com. Lots of merchandise. You can read uh, about the books that I've been uh, reading, read reviews, buy them. Uh, you can listen to the podcast there. You can, yeah, like I said, buy merchandise. Um, again, raymolina.com. Uh, my Instagram is at it's Ray Molina and the podcast Instagram is at the perfect mess pod. OK, uh, for those of you who like to donate, it's not a requirement. This thing moves by word of mouth. And thank you very much. It is growing immensely. Thank you so much. But if you would like to donate, I use cash app. It is dollar sign. It's Ray Molina again, dollar sign. It's Ray Molina. And that is the cash app. All right. That's pretty much all I have. Uh, like I like to say, you know, my life isn't perfect. Oftentimes it's a mess. But for me, it is the perfect mess. Okay? I love you guys. I will catch you on the flip side. Have a very, very blessed day. God bless. Peace. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. Fake man